and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is Frankie Rose. Now Frankie's out with a brand new album called Love Is Projection. It came out today. It's her first original album in over six years since Cage Tropical. This album is, is fantastic. It takes inspiration from 80s synth pop, electro pop, art pop. So it's about making the album and her project during the time during the pandemic. I've been a fan of Frankie since her time with the Vivian Girls. We talk about her other influences. I give her some of my favorite songs of hers. And she fills me in on some of her uh, terrible jobs that she's had. Really enjoy my time with Frankie, albeit short, and I hope you do as well. So, Frankie, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So, your new album, Love is Projection, comes out March 10th. You know, a couple singles, actually three singles have already come out. Um, I read an interview. Yeah, and one single came out this morning, actually. I've probably done a bad job of like posting it, but it did to this AM. Yeah, come back. I was very excited to see uh-huh. that pop up. Yeah, <laughs> on uh, on Spotify. Yeah, it was. It's really good. And it's the other other two and anything in sixteen ways. They're, they're all good so far. So three for three.
Yeah. So I, I, I read once that you said that every album you make is like a time capsule of what's happening in the moment. So for sure. Yeah. So what was happening for you during making this album? I mean, this one was sort of like, it had, like some of it was happening during COVID, but it's actually two years old now because of the pressing plant backup. Okay. Um, yeah, it just, I didn't even think it was going to happen. It was literally the, getting our spot in line at the pressing plant for it to come out was kind of a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, because of COVID. Um, so now it's weird because it's like almost like an older album for me that's being released now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is there any, like you working on anything new now, uh, you know, but after that album? Because it's... Right now I'm trying to get to get everything together for the live show for our touring we're about to do. Oh, cool. So that's sort of taking up a lot of my time now. Um, I want to work on new music. It's really hard. I mean, it's really, it's, gosh, it just seems like hard to carve out time in this moment, but... I'm I'm certainly always kind of working on new music. Right. Uh, yeah, and I feel like in the pandemic you uh, also had a uh, duo with so uh, much time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The duo Fine Place that that you and Matthew Horde uh, came together and that was uh I love that. It was really gothy. It, it was it was really yeah, I, I, I really dug project, it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how did that... probably the next thing I'm going to be working on to be honest with you. It's, it's already a half an album. Okay. Basically done. So Right. Yeah. How did that project come about? Well, that's my partner, um, Matthew, and we were literally just, um, that's what we did during, during, during lockdown. Right. So, okay. And that, yeah. And that was released on a Scottish label. Um, and he somehow had an easier time getting it pressed during COVID than Slumberland Records. So, but yeah, that was just, um, us. I mean, it's a dark album, obviously. Yeah. You can feel why, um, but yeah, that's that was what I did during quarantine. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so how does like your process of writing like come about? Like do emotions kind of take over? Like how do, how do you channel those? You know, not not so much. I feel like the fine place one was a little um dark because of that stuff, but um a lot of it's like music making can be very like technical for me. Like I'm just really interested in like sounds. Right. Um so less less so than say like lyrics or something like my music's definitely not like lyric driven um but i just you know i have the same process i always have which is i sort of record everything in my house in my little studio and then i'll take it to usually like a bigger home studio rarely a professional studio because i just don't have the budget right (laughs) and i'll finish it there and then that's and usually find an uh, like a engineer producery kind of person to help me finish it. Okay, are, are, um, yeah. Are, yeah. Are, are you like skilled in that, like in the engineering producing side too, or no? I'm okay. okay. I mean, I did the whole fine place record. Okay. Um, but like, I think there sometimes comes some of the like pop aesthetic that I want for Frankie Rose, like 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 someone that's like really great at programming drums is is very helpful to have around for sure. Okay. It would take me, maybe I could do it, but it would take me 4,000 years. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, when, when you write, do you write for a particular, like, instrument or, like, just, like, a different, like, beat? I mean, how, how does that go about? Yeah, I'll usually put in, like, a, a, like, I will make a beat and it, and maybe it won't be the exact sounds that we're going to use on the, on the final record, but I'll make sort of, like, a, like a demo version. Um. Or like a just like a more raw version of right. what I what I want. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I usually, it's a, I, could, I usually write on synths now. Like, I'm not super interested in guitars okay. anymore these days. Right. Now, is that something that just, like, the spur of the moment thing when going into an album? Or is it just like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm just going to, you know, strictly do synth. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm just kind of, like, over guitars. Like, okay. I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, a little here and there. Or like, I'm, I'm, I still love the bass guitar. That's sort of always the driving instrument. Right. Um, most of the time in my music, but um, since they're just honestly more interesting to me right now. Okay. I'm just, yeah. yeah, I'm just going to go back in time a little bit uh, to like one of my favorite albums of yours. It was Interstellar. And oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely love that album. There's so many great songs. That, but there was a video I saw on YouTube where you interviewed a uh, rocket scientist, like a space chimp, and like twin alien abductees to see how the album played for them. And um, I, I don't know if you remember that, but... Oh, was it, it was like an e-music ad. Or yeah, something, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember the e-music. It doesn't even exist. I think, yeah, that doesn't even exist anymore. Right, yeah. yeah. That was very adorable. It was basically a commercial. Right. <laughs> now, like, like when you interview, like, say, like, the, the twin abductees, are you, like, a conspiracy theorist? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I guess it depends on what you mean by conspiracy. There's a lot of conspiracies that, you know, actually are true, so. Right. I mean, like, so do you, would you believe their story? What we're pretty much going to say that they actually oh, got I abducted mean, you know, and stuff. I right. No, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, uh. You don't judge, right? I don't, like, not believe that there's aliens out there. Yeah. Like, I don't, it seems like more, it makes more sense that there would be. You know right. What I mean? So I don't know. Sure, maybe they were abducted. Yeah, who knows? Or <laughs> or or maybe they were just really drunk. Who knows? <laughs> or maybe they were wasted. Exactly. Yeah. So when did like your because you know a lot of your music you know deals with the space and stuff like that. So when did like your love affair space come about? Um. Uh, you know, I can't say it. Like, I feel like that was just a fun theme for that record. Like. Okay. I do love science and and science fiction a lot, so that was sort of that that vibe on that album. I mean, I love like Art Bell and all that kind of right. stuff. I mean, you know, R.I.P. That guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that was just sort of like a weird like theme for that album. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've always like, I mean, space. It's amazing, right? Right. No, of course. There's so much to learn about it too, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you had, like, you know, in Cage Tropical, you had a couple, obviously, you mentioned Art Bell and, um, you know, the, Di- the Dyson Sphere, which, um, mm-hmm. exactly. one of those.
and yeah, they actually did that in an episode of Star Trek. They, they focused on Dyson's here. Um, yeah. So who was Art Bell? If people don't know who he was. Oh, he was, you know, he's a, he's kind of a controversial character. I mean, he's sort of like, I want to say he was like the first, like, podcaster in a way. Like, he was just a radio, a late night radio host that, like, he had a focus on the paranormal. Um, but not just the paranormal, just like he would interview people like Terrence McKenna and like, just, and conspiracy theorists. But it was very innocent then. It wasn't like this kind of Alex Jones, like psychotic, right, right, <laughs> right wing, which you know, and coast to coast, which was the network, the, which was the radio station that he was on, did in fact become psychotic, libertarian stuff. But you know, Art Bell at the time was sort of pure, and uh, and I loved it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, exactly. Now you had like you know, I mentioned Cage uh, Tropical, and it was like kind of like a four year gap between that and like here and a while. Uh, what was like you know the, the reason why you took so long for that album to come out? Wait, was there a four year gap between? Wait, no, between Interstellar and Here and a While. Oh no, no, he, he, Here and a While and Cage Tropical. Oh well, I didn't know what I wanted to make. I think it just mm-hmm. took. I don't know. Sometimes right. I'll just uh, that record kind of got a little panned i'm not sure why i got taken out for that it's like one of my favorite records that i ever made but um i just took a step back i actually had family issues i had to like go back to i had to go back to la for a year and a half and like just you know life stuff music didn't become sort of the the forefront um of my attention right that's probably why okay yeah, no, I mean, you, you knocked it out of the park with, with Kate Tropical. And I, I really enjoyed here in a while, too, so I'm not sure why why that got, you know, pans. Oh, you know, I think it's just politics. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta bring you up and take you down, and that's whatever. I just keep going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, like, say after, like, you put out an album and, like, you tour and, like, you kind of, like, you know, or off the road and stuff like that and you kind of take a break, can you go back and listen to, like, your old music? No, not really. No. <laughs> like, no, it's, I mean, some of it, some of it, um, it's, like, some of it, I'm like, oh, my God, I was crazy. What was I doing? <laughs> Just needed a lot less of this or that, you know, like, I'll judge myself, yeah. kind of, but, but, um, but sometimes, like, I have to, like, we're building this live show right now, and, like, I have to go back and decide what songs I'm going to play, like, what are playable, and, like, what are, like, what can we bring into 2023? Right. Does that make sense? So yeah. I do have to listen to it. Right. Now, are there songs that you don't really like, but they perform, oh, yeah. perform well live, so you have to play them? No, I won't do anything I really don't like. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so basically... I don't do you, a lot of stuff live. Like, I don't, I don't play, like, a lot of the slow... I won't play the slow stuff, because I don't think that it... Um, I don't think that it's, like, it works right. live. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, and then you covered um, the Cure, seventeen seconds, which is a you know fantastic album. Uh, and oh my I, God, so and good. yeah, and your your version was great as well. So are, are they like one of your biggest influences too? I would say so. Yeah. 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 I would definitely. All that stuff. It's kind of like a file box, though. Like I just love what I love, and I'm, I'm never like, oh, I want to make a record that sounds like the Cure. It's just like whatever. Yeah, right. It's just the sounds that I gravitate towards. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, so I'm assuming you're a Depeche Mode fan too. 
Yes, okay. absolutely. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I, I know, like, you, you mentioned on Twitter, you just, like, qu- quit a job. So I, I know you've had a lot of day jobs. So, like, what were some of the day jobs you've had? Oh, horrible jobs. I mean, <laughs> yeah, many, I'm definitely a working class person. And, like, you know, musicians don't really get paid anymore. Unless right. you're, like, doing really incredible. Um, or you have, you know, rich parents or something. Yeah. Which would be awesome. It would be great, yeah. But I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had horrible jobs. You know, your standard service jobs. Just some crap. Yeah. You ever get you ever get recognized? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have a disguise or something like that so people wouldn't recognize you. No, a yeah. mustache. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, people think it's very novel and I'm just like, Oh my god, like pay me bitch. You know? Like, yeah, right. like I don't know, I don't like it. It feels very strange. Right. Yeah. So do you remember where you were the first time you heard like one of your songs on the radio? No. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't remember. Various places. Certainly a lot of like twenty twelve it was definitely like everywhere for some reason. It was like urban outfitters, you know. Yeah. It's just kinda everywhere. Yeah. Do you do you kind of like stop like when you hear it on the like when you're say you're in a store or somewhere and you stop and you hear you hear your music, do you gotta take a double um, take? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always it's like always nice. Right. Yeah. So uh, what was like the background for like uh Know Me? Because that's one of my favorite songs by
funny because that was, I want to say there was a hurricane going on. Okay. It was so long ago. There was a hurricane when we were recording it. And it was like, I did not like the song. I thought that it was too pop. Right. At the time, I was like, this is kind of corny. I was like, I don't like love this song. But we had to like knock it out. It was like the last day in the studio. And it ended up being the most popular song on the record. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, it's definitely catchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it now. I mean, I love that song now. But like the time, I was like, right, this is really straightforward pop. Like, it's not that cool or whatever. Yeah, but. right. Now, like, how do you like, like the term? Like, I mean, because some of your stuff sounds, sounds poppy. I was some electronic, a lot, a lot of synth. So, how do you balance that? I don't know. I never think about it. Right. You, you just, know, it's just sort of like what it is. Like, I I feel like I don't like plan it. Right. That makes sense. You know, I, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, so the album comes out March tenth, and I know you have like a live show about it. Um, what are the details? Oh yeah, our our record release is is that what you mean? Record release yeah, yeah. is March eleventh. Okay. It's March eleventh. It's at Union Pool. We're playing with like amazing bands. Corinne, they're like a kind of synth, synth pop duo out of Philly and this incredible post-punk band called Donzi that are flying in from Florida. They're awesome. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Okay. Hope people come out. It's at Union Pool. Little, It's a little tiny venue and I think there's like 10 tickets left. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are, are yeah. you, you going to do like a solo tour after that? Yes. We are doing a tour in... When do we go on tour in May with SRSQ? Or Searsque is how you pronounce it. SRSQ. She's a really amazing project. Okay. Dallas. And yeah, we're doing that for a month. Also heading to Florida, which is funny. Okay. Yeah, in April, doing like a few dates there with Donzi. Right. That's all that's on the agenda now. Okay. Well, hopefully, after the record release, you'll have at least a couple shows in New York to come to. Yeah. Oh, there's two. There's gonna be that one, and I think we we're finishing off a TVI like in June. Oh, cool. But, oh, cool. I'll have to yeah. come see that one definitely. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but yeah, Frank, I, I really appreciate your time. Um, go- yeah, one hundred percent. Thank you for the interest. I'm sorry, I've been like flighty. I'm, there's a lot going on right now. I'm just like lots of emails. <laughs> oh no, I'm 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah I'm sure. Go, go, good luck with the rest of the album when it comes out and the tour, and we'll, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much, Noel. And a special thanks to Frankie for joining me today. Go check out Love is Projection is out now. If you want to follow her on Twitter, it's at HeyFrankieRose. Her website is FrankieRose.info. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel 19 or like the page Louis My Youth on Facebook. You can go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Should be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, basically where you can find a podcast. New episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you then.